for those of you who don't know me, my name is Kelly Higdon. I'm a licensed marriage family therapist in California. I am the other half of Zinni Me with Miranda Palmer. And we are glad you are here. So Mary Beth has a whole bunch of information planned. There probably will not be time for Q&A because there is so much information. Um, but that's okay, because this is where it all starts. And just so you know that this morning, information had already changed, like within an hour of like me waking up and another thing had changed. So we're just going from what we know right now, and we know that things are going to continue to evolve from here. All right, so let's get started. What the heck is happening with all this emergency relief stuff? Okay, you guys, this is Mary Beth, Hi. certified financial planner for Workable Wealth. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, no, but they knew that. They heard you. They couldn't hear me though, right? I know, but I just okay. reintroducing again since so I didn't just, add you to the street. This was my I'm wine that I showed you all, by the way. I was just saying. So this is my wine. Um, hi. Hi. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about what's been happening. What is this CARES Act and, you know, what makes I'll it start unique? Over. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I'll start over. So, um, in general, I was saying I had wine because this stuff is very dry and um, in terms of the content and it's not terribly exciting, but it's important. Um, and so the CARES Act specifically today, I can stick myself twice now and it's going to be, how do I, and whatever. Um, so the CARES Act, we're going to talk about mostly the small business owner loans. So how like the things that are available to you and and what you can take advantage of. So we can dive in. Do you want to just dive right into like we'll start with the the what the ten thousand dollar grant one, and then we can go from there. Well, how many are there? There's two loans. Okay, two so loans. Two things there's two loans that we're going to talk about. There's some other things that you that like don't really apply to this audience. I don't think that we need to dive into. So the two loans are the things that are being talked about the most probably by anybody. Okay. All right. So uh, why don't you start with the Paycheck Protection Program? Okay. Can we start with the other one first? Because that's the smaller one. Oh, sure. That's do that one first. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So let's talk about the the economic injury disaster loan. So there's lots of acronyms here, um, and that's so it's idle is what how people are referring to it. So the idle is the one. So the economic injury disaster loan is basically the first line of support. It's the one that's coming up where people are seeing the ten thousand dollar grant. Um, these loans in general are not new they've actually always been available in the event of a disaster but this is the first time also did i mention that i have children and if there's yelling oh sorry just, i forgot to, i forgot to give that disclaimer we are all working from home yes yeah so. i have a child at home mary beth has two littles at home and there's someone sewing masks in my house so there is you know there may be screaming or crying but we all have another parent in the room with that child so if we it's ignore okay. it, it's because we know yeah. our kids are safe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's fine. He just <laughs> two-year-old high-pitched screaming. So that's the new thing as of yesterday. Um, okay. So the the idol, the, basically what makes this unique situation is they've always been around, but this is just the first time a virus or pandemic has actually been labeled and defined as a disaster. So that is what mm. opened up the use of these funds. Mm -hmm. um, so now the idol is what has been open, has already been open for a while for the week. I think they opened as of Monday the 30th. And they're for small businesses, self-employed individuals. And they're, they're unique because with the loan, the loans are up to $2 million. You can get a term of 30 years to pay them back. Whereas like the, the uh, payroll one is, um, payment one is uh, two years. So up to 30 years, interest rates are 3.75% if you're a small business and 2.75% for nonprofits. And your first month's payment is uh, deferred for a full year. 
they're unique because when you go in to apply, you apply for this on the small business the SBA's website. Uh, I think it's like SBA slash disaster um, is where the application is. It takes you like 10 minutes to actually get through if you have your numbers organized. They're unique because on there you can check a little box that says like I have an immediate need. I need I would like to request a, a grant of like up to ten thousand dollars. So you can basically request a ten thousand dollar cash advance, and it's a grant. So you can request the cash advance, um, and then even when you get it, depending on what you get, like they could still even deny your loan, but you have that ten thousand dollars. Like that's yours, and you don't pay it back. So that's yeah. like so. That's go ahead. Let's just clarify a grant versus a loan. A grant is free money, and a loan is something you have to pay back. So you need to be sure on that application, there's a box, it's in big letters, you click that you're requesting the 10,000. Yeah, and so a couple of questions I've gotten on that application is, um, and you know, for the cost of goods sold, you're service-based businesses, so you very likely, and, and uh, like the CPA that I work with, like zero, zero for cost of goods sold, we're not sure how it's being utilized right now, like the application or approval process, but you're gonna have zero as that answer, and then unless you are a nonprofit, there's a section for nonprofits, don't complete that one as well. So the, the idle is basically, it's, it's gotten big right now because it's for smaller businesses, if you have an immediate cash need and you are low on funds, that is that $10,000 grant, like that is supposed to get money into your account, Supposedly within three days, uh, but but we have people who applied on Monday. It's Friday, and they still haven't gotten the funds. Correct. So all of this again is like I feel like these are very rough guidelines as to what's supposed to happen, and people are still getting their acts together behind the scenes and figuring it out. Yes. Um. But those are I mean that's basically it. Like the approval you get approved based on your credit score. A bankruptcy doesn't not it doesn't like doesn't uh, defer you or disqualify you from getting a loan. But that's basically where we're just going to focus on that ten thousand dollars cash grant right now because that's that's the big thing that people are focusing on. So that's the idle, and then we can go into the okay. uh, the PPP now as well. Okay, so just to recap, the idle you can get a ten up to a ten thousand dollar grant. We don't know when those disbursements will happen because they currently aren't happening on a timeline. But that is because of the high demand. But as service providers. You can apply for this. It can give you a cash injection when you do get that cash. And what I recommend and what I've been recommending my clients is pull that tax return. If you have from 2019, it has your gross that you need in there. It has the cost of goods sold, which like you said, Mary Beth, for us is generally zero because <laughs> we're not yeah. selling physical goods. So it should be, um, so the 10K is a grant. And then you could get more in terms of a loan if you need that. Correct. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, so we have the idle. That's okay. The applications are open there. Paycheck protection program is the which I keep calling payroll protection program, whatever. Uh, <laughs> all of the acronyms. That is the one that is getting a huge amount of focus right now. Everybody is kind of like panicking, spinning up around, and trying to figure out what to do. Um, basically. Do you want me to start with jumping into like what they are, what it does, or do you want me to target anything specifically? No, just go ahead what they are and what it does. Okay. So in general, any company that employs 500 people or fewer can uh, you know, be eligible to get the loan. You can use the loan for certain qualified costs, including payroll costs, which are, you know, includes your payroll, uh, your vacation, parental, family, medical leave, sick leave. Um, you have payments for your group health care insurance, you have um, retirement benefits, that's all included in payroll. And then you also have your compensation, uh, sorry, your um, utilities, rent, interest on mortgage payments, 
those are all things that need to be have been in service before February 15th, 2020. So you can't like get a loan and then go get like new internet service and try and pay for it. Like that's not, that's not how it works. Right. The maximum amount of the loan that you can get is the lesser of uh, $10 million or uh, two and a half times. So if you qualify for that one, you're in the, we're in the, we're all in the wrong place. Um, okay, so $10 million or 2.5 times the average total monthly payroll that you've, that you've had over the one year period before the loan. So this is one that's gotten a lot of different information. So we're talking, so two and a half times your average monthly payroll um, for the year before the loan. A lot of people have said like, oh, that's 2019. Um, now the new guidance is coming out is like, actually that's your, the 12 months prior. So you're talking, um, April 1st, 2019 through March 31st, 2020. So if you don't have your books done yet, you want to get them done. Um, <laughs> and talk to Greg's talk to been Kelly very busy. Finishing your books. Yeah. Um, but that's the period. So two and a half times that amount. So let's, let's spend some time digging into that and what that means. Cause I know we have uh, different business structures in, yes. in this group. So if you are a an S corp and you happen to be on payroll, um, one of the things that's interesting is like as a financial planner and ex accountants, like your payroll, we always try to keep that lower for tax purposes, for you know, for, for uh, payroll taxes, and we have you have higher distributions. If you have any type of payroll at all as an S corp owner or a business owner, um, that is the only thing that will account for your loan. So if you take a salary of thirty thousand dollars a year and you have distributions of fifty thousand dollars a year your loan amount is going to be based off of two and a half times your monthly payroll for the $30,000. That's how much Not you qualify those distributions. for. Not those distributions. Yeah. Um, if you are a sole proprietor or a single member LLC and you do not have yourself on payroll, then you're looking at just your net income, right? Because you have no payroll to look at. So then you're looking at your average monthly net income, which is again, after your expenses, what's left mm -hmm. over. That is what will be used to calculate the amount of loan that you qualify for. Mm -hmm. uh, so those are the two differences there. So just kind of thinking about, you know, when you think about it, if you um, apply for the for the the PPP program um, and the the idle the idle program, you can apply for both. But if you get the ten thousand dollar grant, if you're looking for just like straight up free money, if you apply for the idle program and you get the ten thousand dollar grant, and then you are applying for the PPP program as well, and you're looking for loan forgiveness over there, and you get a loan that's going to be nine thousand dollars. You're, you're not going to be able to get both forgiven. Like you'll owe, like that takes away from what you can get forgiven. So if you have 10,000 forgiven over here and you owe $20,000, $20,000 on PPL, you're going to have to at least pay back $10,000 of it. So basically you can only get funds to cover, like you can't, you can't get uh, a loan from each place to cover the same thing, right? There's no double right. dipping, if that makes right. sense. No so, double dipping. No double dipping. We learned that in kindergarten. Yes. <laughs> so um, so that's the biggest thing I think for this group to keep in mind is if you're looking for just straight up free money, it might just be the, you know, the grant for you is the thing to, I'm calling it free money, but the grant is probably going to be the easiest thing for you to access. Um, and then you won't have to pay that back versus going to the PPP program. It's lower. You're going to end up having to pay some of that money back. Mm -hmm. Um. However, the interest rate on the, the PPP program is very, it's low, it's 1%. So it was gonna be, we got guidance of 4%, it was half a percent until yesterday day evening, and then it's 1%. So as of now, it's 1%. And that's what the interest rate will be on the loan. So whether or not the loan is forgiven, because that's a lot of people are talking about these loans is they're looking at it for forgiveness. Um, whether it's forgiven or not, 1% is a pretty low interest rate. And so I'm, usually, I'm basically saying like, if you need money, if you need the money one way or the other, 
um, and it's going to be forgiven or, you know, forgiven or not, 1% is a pretty reasonable interest rate to have for, for a loan. Right. So I, I encourage, I'm saying to get it at this point in time for, the, for like this audience, like just get the loan. It's 1% interest. Whether you, if you can put it in a savings account, if you don't need it, you're paying 1% just to have the emergency cushion there. You could pay it back at any, you know, within two years, there's no prepayment penalty. So you could pay it all back at one time if you decide you don't need it. But if you do need it, it's 1% interest rate. Um, so, so that's, that's the kind of parameters, the, the thing that is coming into play and just tell me if I've already talked about this because I've done a couple of these today. But is the unique aspect of the banks that you apply through, we didn't talk about this yet, right? No. So the only, so banks were supposed to open today to um, the PPP. Uh, so the question, and when you look at questions, I get distracted. Okay, I'll answer questions if Kelly tells me to answer questions. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> the PPP will um, it will need to be paid back if you're using the funds for anything that's not payroll oriented or um, utilities, rent, etc. So basically, seventy five percent of the loan proceeds need to go towards paying payroll. Twenty five percent of it can go towards rent, utilities, interest on mortgages that were in place before the um, before the loan date. Wait, okay, so, so this is the PPP. I just want to yes. say it one more time. For the PPP, when you get that money, 75% of it has to go to payroll. 25% can go to expenses, like- Up to 25%. Up to, so I don't, yeah, to. So. Yes. Yeah, you can use it all on payroll. Percent. All on payroll is great. Like, use it all. I mean, yes. The whole incentive of the, the PPP program is for you to keep your payroll going, to keep people employed, for you to be paying salaries so that they don't have to go to look for other benefits. Like the goal is to keep jobs in place. Yes. Um, so for that, um, and then let and me know. And that is you, for employees, not contractors. Correct. Payroll is employees, not contractors. Contractors do not qualify. So if you have somebody that you're paying a contractor, they do not apply. They do not qualify to the loan amount. So that is um, that guidance was definitely confirmed last night. Uh, and do we have group practice owners in here? Do you want me to talk about yes. for a minute too? Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. So let me talk about the bank issue, and then then we'll talk about the group practice owner issue as well, because I think that's like that's one of the things that I, I know is uh, uh, coming up. So the issue with banks right now, banks are supposed to open April 3rd for applications. As of right now, there is like, uh, as of like the couple hours ago, like Bank of America was the only one that I knew that was open and taking applications. And they were taking applications only if you are an existing business bank account, like have an existing business bank account with them. And you have a business line of credit and you have to like, you have, you have a credit card or a line of credit with them. Like, so you could be a business and have your savings account there checking, but if you don't have a line of credit, they're not letting you apply. So this is the issue that we're seeing with banks right now is they are prioritizing their customers first. So they're prioritizing the people who are like, there's people who are top of line, um, they're gonna prioritize them. And then after that is when they may open up to other people to get into line. Um, but as of right now, some of the banks like Chase, Wells Fargo, like they weren't even open yet. Like, I mean, they're, they haven't well, even started accepting applications. Chase, you know. <laughs> Chase lets you fill out a form and then they say, we'll call you. Oh, so, so great. There's a step, not right? Even an application. Was that as of today, though? With as of like yeah. just now? Because mm -hmm. there wasn't one. Okay, so that's... A, yes. Yeah, so it's pretty... Um, every bank is kind of... The biggest issue is like these guidelines have been a little loose. Uh, it's a little bit like the wild, wild west of lending right now. And so banks... The way it works, banks have to have incentive to, to loan money, yes. right? So half a percent interest was pretty low for them to like go through all these hoops and take the risk. And that's where the 1% has now come into play. Still, it's a low return for the for the banks, and so for them to to step up and do these things, like it's it's basically they're looking at their customers um, first. And so, if you are looking for a bank of where you should be applying, you want to start with your existing bank. 
Um, they're going to prioritize them, their customers first. And then from there, you can also look at the um, SBA has an online lender match tool. You can go there and I'm going to share these uh, websites and resources with Kelly and Miranda after this. So it'll probably be Monday that everything will go live, <laughs> um, but I'll make sure to share like all my notes and, and websites. Um, so SBA, uh, their online lender match tool. There is a small business development center and then a women's business center as well. Like those are places where you can figure out which banks or credit unions are, which or which places are um, offering up these loans. And then you can start there. Mm-hmm. So let's see, we talked about the business. I wanted to go back to the issue. Uh, hang on, let me find the repayment stuff. Sorry for the forgiveness and then we can go. Um, so the, and the deadline for applying is June 30th, 2020. So the issue is like, there's only certain funds, right? There's this whole fear that they're going to run out of funds. Um, and that's why everybody's trying to make a run on these programs right now. Um, the deadline is June 30th, 2020 for application. You want to get in sooner. But one of the things we're kind of talking about internally with our company is like, if you get in sooner and you're one of the first ones to apply for your bank and they don't have their stuff figured out, like there could be an application, there could be a you know a chance that your application fails because they don't have their stuff together. So you want to, uh, it's 3.75 for idle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you want to make sure like, you want to like be front in line, but you might not want to be the very first person to apply because you don't know. <laughs> you want to like let other people like be the test first if possible. So get yourself like, you know, like maybe like like five, 10% go in front of you and then, then get in line when you kind of feel a little bit like, like stuff is settled down and there's not new things coming out every day. Because as of right now, I've been like living on Twitter, which is where all of the stuff is released. And it's like, it's just like an onslaught for our industry. <laughs> and it's like, this new thing came out and this new thing came out. Right. And it is, so you guys are like panicky, but like, we're trying to like dive into this. And like our industry is like, you know, like these things are conflicting. They don't make sense. So, right. so know, know that. Um, so June 30th deadline, um, what counts as payroll costs? We talked about that. I want to talk about for the forgiveness. And I want to talk about the, the issue that I'm seeing with this industry. Okay, so I'm, I'm just going to read this word for word because then we can dive into it so how much of my loan will be forgiven i'm just going to read this out so you will you will owe money when your loan is due if you use the loan amount for anything other than payroll costs mortgage interest rent and utility payments over the eight weeks after getting the loan due to the likely high subscription it is anticipated that not more than 25 percent of the forgiven amount may be for non-payroll costs that's what as i mentioned for the other areas you will also owe money if you do not maintain your staff and payroll so number of staff, your loan forgiveness will be reduced if you decrease your full-time employee headcount. Level of payroll, your loan forgiveness will also be reduced if you decrease salaries and wages by more than 25% for any employee that has made less than $100,000 annualized in 2019. So I don't even know, I didn't mention the $100,000 cap, but there's a $100,000 cap on the on your income as well, on the, on the, on the salary. Um, and then rehiring, you have until June 30th, 2020 to restore your full-time employment and salary levels for any changes made between February 15th, 2020, um, and April 20, I think it's April 26th, 2020. Okay. So the biggest issue that I'm seeing with group practice owners is you're playing clinicians based on their caseload. So if their caseload drops by 25%, the income goes down, like you're going to, you're, you're, for, you might not get forgiven. And, and the only guidance I've gotten so far from CPAs is like, it could be prorated. So if it, if it drops, then it picks back up. Like it could be a prorated for given amount, um, but that's the question. You definitely want to be working with your CPA closely on this and for group practice owners. Um, and same thing if you've like reduced hours for any admin staff, um, but that's the part where I'm seeing this group is probably going to get impacted for the forgiveness is caseloads go down, the wages are then going down, and that's going to impact your ability for, to forgive. 
but but knowing that i want to go back to what i said is like it's one percent interest on the money so it's still cheap access to money to get so i still want you even though you don't know if it'll be forgiven it's still a very low interest loan so i would still encourage you to apply especially from the from the aspect of we want to try to keep people employed first of all when this does blow over uh we are anticipating a huge blow up of need and so we want to be contributing to the health of our mental health community and the financial health of it so if we can keep people employed then it's worth it you know in that sense correct and so i, I want to go back to what I, I don't think i touched on this yet because i popped around a bit is uh that salary wages and commissions are capped and tips are capped at hundred thousand dollars on an annualized basis so if you for example are on payroll through your company it's doing great and you're paying yourself $150,000 for a salary, you can only include up to $100,000 of your payroll in that loan. So um, it doesn't just, there's been talk of like, it doesn't include anybody who makes over $100,000, but that's not true. It's up to $100,000 of that income is included. So same thing if you have other members of your team that are earning more than $100,000, only up to $100,000 is included for the loan. Um, so you can't include more than that when you're calculating how much loan you'll receive. Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay, um, and then so the loan you can request basically. So for the loan to be forgiven and like how to get it forgiven and when it is forgiven, um, you can request it is forgiven basically after the end of the eight week period after you take out the loan. Um, and base and borrow borrowers will work with lenders for the covered expenses. So you'll basically submit a request to your lender that is servicing the loan, and you'll include documents that are going to verify your you know your full-time equivalent employees, the pay rates, the payments made on, you know, your eligible mortgages, rents, utilities, et cetera, and certify the documents are true. And then the lender has to make a decision on the forgiveness within 60 days. Yeah. And so this is again, all fluid, um, but that's like, that's, that's what you'll find out 60 days from, you know, after you submit for forgiveness, whether or not it is forgiven, if not payments begin and it's at that 1% interest rate. Yeah. Okay. Um, Let's talk about for just a second. I um, want to make sure to touch on this. So what you certify for the loan. So in order to, um, as part of your application, you're going to make a, a good faith certifi certification. Yes. You're basically certifying that you, that current economic uncertainty makes the loan necessary to support your ongoing operations. So um, you're certifying economic uncertainty. I feel like everybody texts the box on that right now. Um, and the necessity part is the issue that is like more of a judgment call. You know, is it necessity? Like it's up to it's up to you if you um, know that or not. But I find that I think this group is more hesitant to access the funds that are available to them because they feel like they might be taking something from somebody else that could be mm -hmm. uh, in need and they're not sure. And uh, I want to encourage you, take this time to encourage you that yes, you apply for the loans. Yes, you need it. Don't, you know, even if you don't think you need it, you probably need it. I'm here to tell you that you very likely probably do and you can leverage it. And even if you don't use it, and I'm pretty conservative about, yeah, I'm pretty conservative about taking on debt and doing different things as well. But like, this is cheap access to money. And so I'd rather you have a, a very um, low interest emergency fund cushion that you can pull from than not have anything at all. Um, so I think that's the thing to keep in mind. And then you're you're basically, you're certifying that you're gonna use the money to, to stay in business and to pay, to maintain payroll. So uh, one of the things also is like, you're not looking to use this money to like expand, like don't go lock yourself into another lease or you know, try and move office spaces. Like now's not the time for that. <laughs> don't buy a company car. <laughs> don't buy a company car. 
but and, and you're certifying that you don't have any other loans under this um, under the program as well. But that's that's the biggest thing I think is I I just want to take a minute to I think that like, mm-hmm. this group in general is like you need to put on your own um, safety mask safety mask and gloves first. And I think there's a um, tendency not to in this group. So if there's stuff that there's grants available that you can get access to, if there are loans available that are low interest rate, like this group, you need them and you deserve them. And they're there to help people like you, right? There's gonna be other bigger companies that are gonna take access to this too. And they might be in an okay position and, and they're gonna be okay and they're gonna take access to the funds as well. So this group, I think, needs this money and can use this money and for the good that you're doing in the world. And I wanna encourage you to um, be aggressive in pursuing it and working with your banker and finding out you know, how to, how to go about accessing the funds. Thank you for saying that. That's important. Yeah. You know us well, us there. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> okay. I think I did like a high level run through. Okay. So, things we can look at the questions too, if you want. Well, I have some questions. So just yeah. to clarify. So a lot of people are solo practitioners. They may have an LLC or an S corp, but they've only paid themselves through dividends. They've never done payroll, which means that they pay payroll taxes. You guys taking a draw is not payroll. Payroll is where you pay taxes on that amount that you take out payroll taxes and things like that. So if you are a person who is not on payroll, you own your own business, you're the solo practitioner, then it's probably just the idle. Um, I mean, just the, yes, the grant, no. or you can do the PPP. You can do the PPP. So if somebody doesn't, if they're an LLC and they're not on payroll, I mean, they work with your work with your CPA or your financial planner on that, but that does not necessarily, like you could still have distribute, you still have net income of like $150,000 through your practice as a sole proprietor and you're, or a hundred thousand, you know? And, and so you can get up to, if you're thinking that, I think it was, was maybe my math really fast. I did it earlier, but I wanted an exact number now. Um, so as if you make up to $100,000, that's actually a loan of $20,800,833 that you could get through PPP. So if right. you got the $10,000 grant, you could still apply, get the PPP for $20,800 based on your net income. Net income, yes. Net income, which is, I'm saying, yeah, if you net $100,000 from your business, yes. not if you gross that in. If you net that, you could still, you could apply for the loan over here. You're just not going to get the full 20,000 forgiven because you already had 10 over here. Yeah. So you'd you'd have to pay back 10 at some point in time, but you can apply for both and need that you have the, you know, the need for the funds or whatever. So now in a lot of group practices, you know, uh, Miranda and I really try to coach people to have employees, not contractors, just in terms of like in California. Now you have to have employees, but we have people that have it across the board. So if you are a group practice owner and you have contractors, those if you con- are a group practice owner, go ahead. Go ahead. No, oh, you go. I didn't know if you were wanting me to fill the sentence. So no, the, the contractors, <laughs> the contractors on their own can apply for these loans because they are their own business entity. Correct. Correct. So basically, if you are an independent contractor or gig economy worker. Um, that's like one of the big questions we're getting. Yes, you can apply. So sole props, independent contractors, they're eligible. Um, you basically need to submit documentation as basically that that's necessary. So you'll do a uh, form a 1099. So if you're giving, if you're 1099 to them, they'll need to submit that. They should have their own bookkeeping or incoming expense that they can show demonstrating their income. And if they don't have any of that documentation, then they're gonna have to go back to like their bank accounts and show deposits and bank records. And so that's on that. So they will not be able to, you, you basically can't include their, Correct. what you're paying them in your, in your amount. Correct. 
So this is why it's very important if you work as an independent contractor to have your books in order. Um, and if you have not done books before, you can go ahead and go back and upload those statements and get your books in order so you have your P&Ls and all of that. Yeah, that is something. If you don't have your books in order, which I uh, didn't touch on, like this is the time you're going to need to have them in order before you get before you apply for these items. You'll need to know what your net income, your gross income is, and so um, if you you know you typically should have it done for taxes anyways. When I have the tax deadline got got pushed, um, but you do want to spend your time in getting those organized because if you don't have clarity, you're not going to be able to submit documentation to apply for these loans. Like that's the number one thing is mm -hmm. being able to look at a, a profit and loss or an income statement. So right. Um, that's a start there, um, start doing your work, work. I mean, Greg is a great resource. Um, to, you know, there's QuickBooks, uh, different things, but that's where before you even panic about any of this, like that is your number one place to start because you have to have clarity on the numbers in your business before anybody will actually apply, like give you money or, or say that you're, uh, you know, an okay risk to give a loan to. Right. So can I just do a recap? So the idle, <laughs> you can get a 10 K grant. Up to an up to a 10k grant, you can get more up to two million. Is that what you said? You you can, yeah, you can oh, get more. Mm -hmm. Am I good? And yeah. that is at an interest rate of three point seven five percent. The mm -hmm. grant obviously does not have to be paid back, but after that 10k, you have that. Yes. And the that's always been in existence. It's been Correct. around. There's the idle has been in existence. And the, the thing is you can apply for the loan through the idle and you can check the box for the grant and they can give you a loan for more than that. And you don't have to take the money. You don't have yes. to offer to take that, like to take that loan. You can, so that's right. Yes. And then the PPP has two application dates. One is today, the third, and then there's one next week for different types of businesses. Correct. Yeah, but I was just talking about like sole, yeah, what is it? Sole proprietors and self-employed. And like, what's the? <laughs> it's not the clearest thing. Not the clearest thing. And so like, I would just anticipate that by next week, these ones that are supposed to be open on April 3rd already. And like everybody will just, I mean, it just, uh, I think everything's behind. Like banks are gonna be on their own time because banks again are like leveraging. So there are the two different application dates, but as we're seeing with today's launch, I mean, stuff might open over the weekend. It might open yes. by Monday. Um, but again, like I said, just just stay like wherever you bank, stay in contact with them um, because they're going to be your your best resource to figuring it out. And your other great resource is not just Mary Beth doing this Facebook Live. You need to talk to your accountant, the person who does your taxes. They can help you understand your payroll reports. They can help you understand your gross receipts. The, they are the ones who have intimate knowledge of your business. Yes. And I, I want to mention if you're using Gusto for payroll, I haven't seen it. I used to use them. I haven't seen the reports that are coming out, but Gusto has created a great report that you can use that yes. shows your payroll over the past, like they, I think it was 2019 and they just revised it for this new guidance that came out. So it should be like over the past, the preceding 12 month period, they, it shows you. So that is like basically the paperwork you need to be able to show your, 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 your payroll. So if you use Gusto, kind of like done for you there. Right. So you want to one. reach out to your bank. You want to reach out to your accountant. You want to apply for both of these. We don't know how long this is going to go on. We don't know the long-term implication, but if we can get grants to keep our doors open, that means better healthcare for people, increase access, keeping our, our staff employed. This is good for our businesses and we should be doing it. 
Yes. 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 Mary Beth. <laughs> Kelly. Take a breath. It's a lot of information. And you guys, if it's you're right. watching, if you're going to be watching the recording of this, just know that after this, you'll probably go Google and something may have changed. I mean, something could have changed in the 45 minutes oh that we've done. It probably <laughs> did. It probably did. Um, I and mean, I will say I have a whole, like, I mean, I have a Google doc that I've been compiling and I think I have like eight different resource links that I've been going off of. And I put my whole Google doc together and then Abacus, so I, I have Workable Wealth and I'm Chief Marketing Officer and Advisor at Abacus Wealth Partners. And we just like, it came like an hour ago, our CFO like went in and dumped a whole bunch of stuff like in like <laughs> our company chat. So it's it's changing like every every little bit. And so I think that's the interesting thing is like when you're feeling panicked, there's no like one single source for all of this. And so that's where you want to lean on the experts that are in your life. So like your CPA, your existing bank, those are the people like you can go and do the research on your own, but like reach out to those people and find out what your options are. Uh, and just know that there's a ton of information out there and and that like even our industry is still trying to get our grasp on it. So it's it's just like the best thing that you can do is contact people that are that you're connected to and then get, make sure that your books are in order because that's I mean, those are the, the places to start. Um, and and then kind of if you haven't already reworked your budget, I'm sure you guys have talked about all of those things. But um, I mean, there is going to be there's a need for your services. So it's mostly just trying to get through. Um, I do know from the call I was just on the big thing is. Most, I think a lot of companies, like a lot, some people feel like they're still okay because the payments are coming in because the payments are delayed, right? So everything like you got payments are delayed by insurance companies a month or 60 days. Yes. And so just knowing, um, even though you feel okay right now and you might be telling yourself like you don't need this loan, you haven't actually seen the impact yet because the, the payments and the, the, the people who are getting laid off, like that's all delayed and it's going to impact you in a few months. So right, yeah. if you, even if you are telling yourself don't do it because you feel okay, still do it because do you it. just don't know. And then if you don't need it, because we do, are seeing some practices who are still booking the same amount of sessions, yeah. all these kinds of things, you at least have this emergency cushion, as Mary Beth is saying, and you can give it back. Yep. You can just say, here, I didn't use it. But it's nice to have the cushion. A lot of therapists commonly do not have a business savings account, though that's something we really emphasize in boot camp of like in the cash flow process, setting aside First, your three months of business expenses, then getting up to six months. But a lot of people commonly don't, especially when you're starting out. And so these are things that can help you protect you and hedge your bet for the long haul here as we start to face like changes in our economy and just kind of like just changes in our life overall. Yeah. And I, I will say I have not dug into the CARES Act in general as much because I've had a lot of stuff going on. But the CARES Act in general, I think for this community, looking at the the um, checks that are going to be coming at some point in time based on the 2018 or 2019 taxes, there's uh, the, the student loan interest. I would look into that as well um, for some people. And there was something else. that I went, Oh, and then basically your tax payments aren't due until Sorry, I've been doing uh, July. What is it? You guys probably know July now, and then the first quarter <laughs> estimated they're also due in July, July fifteenth, July. Yeah. Um, so kind of like those are things that are meant to help your cash flow as well. But just know if you're if you're taking advantage of those, like you still have to pay at some point in time. So yeah. we'll catch up with you. But there's provisions there that could, if you're struggling on a personal cash flow, um, look at those options as well. And there are a lot of people that have like concerns about what can I use this money for? Again, this is to keep people employed and to keep your operational expenses. This is not additional expenses. This is not silly spending. This is keeping your lights on and your doors open. So your rent, your electric bill, those kinds of things. Yep. Perfect. That's what we're looking at. So yeah. 
you know, really what it takes to operate the business and keep it going right now. When you're thinking about, can I apply that 20 up to 25% of that PPP? Remember that it doesn't mean a shopping spree. This is, you have to, and you will have to show proof of where that money went and yeah. that those expenses were essential to running the business. Yeah. So. Yeah. To get it forgiven. Yes. To get it forgiven. Yes. So Mary Beth, thank you so much. Thank you for thank everyone you. being here and asking your questions. Again, reach out to your accountant. If you have a payroll company, they are on it. Gusto, for example, has got reports. They, everyone's responding. This is going to change from day to day. So um, thank you for being here, and I appreciate it. We'll see you guys That's later. Great. Bye. Bye.